Hey, 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 welcome back to Searching for Service, another great episode ahead of us. I'm Joe Kirk. I get to be here with the lucky Chad Larson and Kelly Kirk. P.S. Kelly, is this your first episode back? It sure is. Oh my God. <laughs> She's back. She's back. <laughs> She's back. I know it was rough with just you and I for I the listeners. Thanks, thanks for hanging in there, you, too, listeners. And we all did just fine. How was it? How was the break? Good. It was great. Yeah. Wonderful. What did you do? I just hung out with a baby. Yeah. The most amazing baby ever. I'm sure you're really missing this then. <laughs> Really, really missing it. Yeah. No, it was amazing. And, um, you know, obviously it's it's a, a big venture. Um, but here we are. We're back. We're back into the swing of things. All together and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we have an awesome guest, Hutton McGraw. She is with the Edina Noon Club. And Sutton. Or sh- <laughs> It's okay. We're we're here to help each other out. I'd like to thank everybody. This is my last show. <laughs> Sutton. Sutton, Sutton I'm so sorry. Sutton, Sutton McGraw, she's with the Edina Noon Club and she has um come on the show to talk about um a trip to Guatemala where you did a rotary um, service project, Correct. and we're really excited to hear about it. We cannot wait to hear about the project, but first we're going to learn a little bit about you. Okay. How about when did you become a Rotarian? So this June will be my 12th year being a Rotarian. Oh, okay. Holy moly. A lot longer than all of us. <laughs> yeah, <especially> combined, <laughs> combined, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Have you always been in the Edina uh, club? The Edina Noon Club, yep. Cool. Um, I was recruited by um, a past president named Woosh Bryn, and he knew my sister-in-law and said, hey, come on by. We're going to do this informal get-together, learn a little bit more about Rotary. and Sucked you right in. Yep. Here I am 12 <laughs> years <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how I how I felt when I went and visited and was like, all right, well, this kind of makes sense. You were a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, when you're not, you know, participating in a mission trip or at a rotary meeting, what do you do uh, for work? And I, um, I own a commercial cleaning company, and so we service the entire Twin Cities. I have about 25 employees, and so you're busy. I am busy, <laughs> and I do that, and then just work out. I like being outside. It's Lovely. nice. My sister just had a baby about 15 days ago, so I'm oh a new aunt, gosh. so that's kind of Oh, fun. my gosh. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, that's so very exciting. I can relate to you. My sister's really trying. <laughs> In the weeds? Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm really trying you to get look, used to this. You look back in first time? Too? Yep. This is, yeah. oh. this so. is our only... Probably the only grandkid in the family will be. Oh, my gosh. So it's been fun. They've been trying to, you know, get their sleep and yeah. do but whatever. You, it's it's like survival mode and adapt and overcome and more survival mode. <laughs> like I look back and I remember talking. I don't know how she is um, in terms of like what her maternity leave is going to be. But I remember looking back and going, yeah, I can do some work. No. No, 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 you cannot. (laughs) Yeah, she's a doctor, so she'll take her six weeks, but I I don't, but she, I think she thought she could, I think she thought it would be a little 
better. Maybe. I'm sure. Easier. Yeah, a little mm. easier. Yeah. Yeah. Failed expectations, number one. Yes. Whoopsie for all uh-huh. new parents out there. <laughs> Just know it's going to be a poop show and uh, <laughs> hang on real tight. Very much so. <laughs> even, even when it goes smoothly. Even when it goes smoothly, air quotes, it's still a <laughs> show. Pardon my French. Sorry. Oh, right. Pardon my French. <laughs> I will have to believe that. Hey, raw moment from a, a new mom. There you go. Raw moment, new That's mom. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So commercial cleaning, you know what? We might actually know each other from commercial cleaning because I was in uh, commercial property management for oh, eight no. years previous to real estate. So we may have crossed paths somewhere. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. We have so many same connections. And I'm like, how do we? How, how haven't we met? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, so. Um, and where do you live? Um, I live in Long Lake. Long Lake. I Great spot. It. Yeah, it's beautiful out there. I, where is Long Lake? Like by Orono. Okay. Why is Got that it. Orono? Got it. They all I, kind of interconnect out there okay. once you get out there. Well, she's an East Sider anyway, so. Oh, yeah, from St. Paul. Sort of. New, new Edina resident in the last year or so. Sort of, yeah. So, anyways, this is not about me. Oh, who cares? This is about you. So. <laughs> this is about you. Um, it, it actually took me 12 years of being a Rotarian to have the time and a way to, to be able to have the time away to do a, a trip. So I wanted to go a couple of years ago, but COVID was really hard on my business. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't, I had an opportunity to have this really huge project. And I was like, oh, I can't pass this up. Yeah. Um, so it was, If you, I think what's really nice about all this is that we're all Rotarians. So we all mm-hmm. understand the importance and we're on the same level there. Yeah. Well, and so then if you have a group of people that you kind of just love in your group, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're going on this trip. FOMO. I was just yeah. like, this is going to be great. And yeah. I've always wanted to. And I, my one of my favorite things to do besides travel, well, traveling is number one and then probably cooking. Mm-hmm. So I just really, I knew I wanted to go. And we just had an, an amazing experience. I, it, it. You're already you're such good friends and colleagues, anyways, and you kind of come home more like family. So yeah, it's really cool. Wonderful. Well, it's interesting that it took 12 years, right? So it just kind of shows all the Rotarians that are listening out there, or people that are just you know thinking about service. Is you know sometimes it takes time. Oh, sometimes it takes time to to become comfortable enough to you know know the people well enough to then do the project. But I'm, I'm guessing that there's people listening to this right now. They're they're like, well, that was like the first thing I did. I went to, yeah. I went something. Yeah. Like Everybody we've had, we've had guests on that like literally their first experience with Rotary was a, a trip like that. Mm. I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. just straight in. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, but that's really cool. And I think that I do think it just really um, reinforces all the things that we actually are doing in our clubs. Yeah. Sure. So all the 5950, all the 5960 groups and clubs that. Whatever their passion is, no matter how small or how large the group is, it, it just reinforces what we're doing. We're doing good things. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from the um, the Guatemala trip, like what? How else do you like to be involved in Rotary? Well, um, when I first started, I was involved with the Youth Exchange Program, which is really cool. Yeah, and. Um, 
actually, I, that I met Tom and Catherine Gump kind of right away, and you know Tom's a big guy now in your in your group. Yep. Yeah, he's been, and, on, been yeah. on with you guys uh-huh. a couple times. Yep. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's sure, so, he'll be back again. Yep. yep, they're really wonderful. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and then I've done the Rotary Ethics Day program where we get together with um, juniors and seniors from Medina High School, and then we have case studies, and it's usually at St. Pat's every year. And we have different speakers and stuff. And it's not about right or wrong. It's just about these ethical situations that juniors, seniors find themselves in a high school and maybe would be presented to in in their near future and college and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fun because you just never know what the answer is. And it's very different than probably what we might all expect. Sure. So Mm. that's kind of fun um doing that i'll take business ethics <laughs> movie reference for you people big quote guy, big quote guy. <laughs> <laughs> brett we'll cut this out <laughs> um, you know so I, what as you got involved with this trip what are the first steps that you do you identify that you want to go is it the trip that brings you in or i, I don't as a new person i have no idea even how you get to the point of, being, of well, finding the opportunity. So our group, Edina Noon is a pretty large rotary group. Right. Mm-hmm. I th- we're close. I think we're 165, 160 wow. members. Uh, Pre-COVID, I think it was 172. Mm-hmm. So our former president, Josh Sprague, um, got involved with this Guatemala um, trip because actually we took – we helped take it over from St. Pat's Church. Okay. So they started it. Okay. Josh was one of the only Rotarians who went one year and then got really into it and was like, hey, we can help fundraise and actually get some of this stuff done. So this was our fifth year of our club going, but it was only my first year. Yeah. I think uh, – so I think we had – we had 11 people go this year, and I think of those 11, maybe three or four had been there previously once before. So it might have been their second time. Sure. So um, Josh put out an announcement and said, hey, these are the dates that we're looking at going. It was late – it was like October of last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, then people get busy with the holidays. So no yeah. one like signed – I was like the only person signed up. But I knew that it would it'd get yeah. there. Yeah, and I think ideally, I think eleven is a great eleven to fifteen. I think fifteen would probably be ideal. Yeah, I love the cliffhanger because I, I we know. get to go right into the next I know. segment. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Tanky, Kirk, go ahead, take you it. do it. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. I'm Kelly Kirk, and I'm Chad Larson. We'll see you on the next segment. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. 
Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. Today we have Sutton McGraw with us. We're talking about her trip, her service trip uh, with the Edina Rotary to Guatemala. And uh, before we went to break, we were talking... You said the ideal, you know, amount of people. You said fifteen would be a total, but eleven really felt good. Is there? Oftentimes, it's a lot smaller, a lot bigger. You know. Well, I I heard on previous trips, like I think one year there was twenty. Wow. So, this is what we did. We went from wherever everyone was starting. Most people started from Minneapolis, St. Paul, yeah. and then. I had to go through Atlanta and then Atlanta to Guatemala. So we our first night was in Guatemala City, and then we took a five-hour bus ride to Coban, and we stayed at the monastery. So mm. this is really cool. So we get our products from Hope International, mm-hmm. and they have a manufacturing plant in Guatemala City. Okay. And then the monks, they deliver the all the filter products that we're putting together. It's like a five-gallon pail and the filter and the spigot and everything. To the monastery, the monastery houses that stuff for us until okay. we get there. And then the monks, they have the all the stuff in the vehicles to get us up these. The roads are, I don't know, some of them are A little nerve-wracking. Yeah, so Freshly them, paved. Yeah, I was going to say, some, <laughs> some of them aren't even paved. Um, and so they get us up the hill to these villages, and then... We get an assembly line, and we're assembling these filters. So I think 15 is probably ideal. Also, we have these little icebreakers that we do with the children and stuff. For example, one time, I think I painted like 100 people's nails, Uh, the the little girls and their moms. It was really really fun. (laughs) But then Josh, he was funny. He he got a, um, a lot of soccer balls donated. Sure. And then one one time we played a little game of soccer with the kids afterwards. Josh did, and it was really fun. So there's just different icebreakers. Yeah, that can get to cool. more people. Well, and we kind of stepped over it is what specifically did you guys do down there in terms of the work that oh. you were doing? Okay, so this was a water project. Mm-hmm. Guatemala does, does have s- stuff wrong with their water, yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's just access to clean water. So we assembled 650 water units to filtrate water and we 
we guesstimate, but I think it's pretty accurate. About ten people use that five gallon water filter per bu- for five gallon per, uh, per filter per filter, yeah. mm. and the filters last about five to seven years. And yeah. then our trip, we go every other year. So the monastery also helps us coordinate people who are in need in the villages for these filters. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is really a fun, it's like a group. It really is. We do need their participation and help. And we get to know them, and they're really fun. Yeah. Mm. It is, it, they're really fun people, um, which is kind of surprising just because I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay, my only reference point of monks really <laughs> is my sister-in-law's from Thailand. So I, they have a lot of monks there, and mm-hmm. I met a lot there. And then just watching the sound of music. So, like, for uh, me, I'm like, well, what do monks do? Pray? So, <laughs> I want to. Silence. Every day. Yeah. Right there with 5. you. 5.55, there was a gong every morning. And then there was a prayer time at 6. No, we didn't have to join that. Yeah. But they did. You know, it was for yeah. them. So it's really interesting. See, it so it's not just Rotary that has an image problem sometimes. It's those it's, poor monks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're fun people. There's a yeah. disco in there. Like. Yeah, they're like, uh, little do you know, and they're like sharing their little secrets. This is what yeah. we actually do. Now there's going to be a show about monks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I there were days that – we actually even split our groups up sure. and, you know, one went to one village and the other half went to the other village and we assembled. The people were so grateful. I think one of the most touching things is when we were um, at this school, one of the maintenance guys came up to us and said it in Spanish afterwards. Our family has been collecting rainwater and we get sick and it's hard to go to work when we're sick. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is really going to impact our lives. And, like, his brother and sister-in-law, I think, live with them, too. So he was just saying how we're, this was really going to help their family overall. Wow. So, you know, it's just the little things that we really do take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, water. It's just such a basic yeah. necessity for people. And the fact that people um, don't have that. We went – we helped provide – clean water for the Esquintla Hospital, which was one of our stops, which is, um, it's between Guatemala City and Antigua. Mm-hmm. And their death rate went down substantially in the last two years because of the clean water they're using. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I think it was like something like 80% and now it's at 10 or 15. I oh mean, really gosh. like substantial, yeah. right? Yeah. So it just shows us, you know, we don't, it's just not, we're not dealing with that problem. No, yeah. it, it shows you actually how much we take, like, the, the situation that we're in right now yeah. for granted, right? Yeah. Like, we, you were offered water beforehand, yeah. and it was just like, you can have water when, we can have water whenever we want. Yeah. Now, we had, um, Kyle, is, was at Haugen? I'm just looking back at my notes, Kyle Haugen. That's who did the He headed the water project in Uganda. And you think, like, he was talking about how that impacts even, like, um, having that clean water system for women and their needs, too. um, And how that helped shift their community. So What always shocks me is how little of a change that drastically changes the measures of livability for people. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's access to sanitation... Mm-hmm. access to water, access to food, access to shelter, those really simple core items and how much 
of an impact that that allows, you know, access to electricity, all of a sudden education goes up, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because you can, you can do stuff at night when you're not working. And so it's, it's just really fascinating to hear. And it's really inspiring to hear like, you know, these, and correct me if I'm wrong, part of it is, is they're like a five gallon bucket, right? So they're, they're mobile. Oh yeah. It's yeah, a, so it's, it's like it's, a pail. It's super, it's super oh. mobile. It's not, it's not something that's fixed to the ground no. or anything. So you can take it with you. And that's the cool thing about these filters is that they're mobile. They can go anywhere mm. and they can bring them into somebody else's home versus just keeping it yours. So that's interesting. That is one of the things. Cause I felt like, well, what about some of the other people who didn't get it? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. unlike, I think, our society, um, a lot of different cultures are a little mm-hmm. bit more inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have their neighbor, if they didn't get one, they're going to be able to, they'd share yeah, the water. Yeah, they'll have accessibility yeah, they'll have accessibility. It. And they'll allow that accessibility. That's... Yes, exactly. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not going to just keep it for themselves. Which obviously, again, speaks to the community. Yeah. It, so. it, it is a beautiful country. I think that kind of leads to, like, what was the number one takeaway for you in terms of what you learned about their com- community and their their culture. S- culture? Yeah. Well, it's very communal. I mean, most other cultures besides the United States is not so individualistic. It, it mm-hmm. is more c- communal. Um, but they were just I was so grateful. And I think that's even... When you see people not have a lot, but they're actually relatively happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And grateful for what you're bringing. And then you just are like, well, how is this a problem still? Yeah. You know, I think that's a real wake-up call. And then also, I mean, I live in a townhome, and I love my townhome, and I live in a great area. And I'm, I'm biased. I love living out west. But I'm, I mean, I've hit the jackpot. Mm. You know, and actually, it even brings more home. I'm adopted from India, uh, and so are my other two siblings. And we were just lucky enough that we were adopted into the United States, but people yeah. can't help where they're born. No. They can't help right. they're born in Guatemala or Syria or wherever, right, where these things are happening. Yeah. Or, like you said, Uganda. Mm-hmm. And they, just the basic needs for people to survive is just such a – it's just a wake-up call. I, I really wish people – not only more Rotarians could participate – and stuff like this, but even like high school students, right? To gain a little perspective yeah. about what's going on yep. in the world versus what's going on in the United States. It's it's a one. It is it's a really wonderful thing. Well, and the, the fun thing about something like youth exchange, right? That that provides the opportunity to um, gain perspective in going into a different country, for instance, and staying with a different family and understanding what the values and stuff look like. But nothing speaks to actually going to like. A third world country. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know if Rotary does anything with the interact clubs to try to engage so, the younger? Is there yeah. is there an age requirement? Well, no. So that's funny that you said that because interact uh, in other countries is just much more prevalent. Like they really mm-hmm. know a lot about it. So yeah, I I don't know if we're going to do a presentation to the interact group. I think we probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay Smaka, who is a really a big participator in our group. She is uh, actually a Dida High School teacher and she mm-hmm. she oversees global She's studies. She is awesome. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should, she'll, we'll probably do something with her. Maybe we could facilitate something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, what cool. a great, what a great way to um, end this segment and, you know, we'll, we'll continue this conversation on about the trip and what you've learned and how people can get involved. 
So until the next segment, I'm Joe Kirk. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. And you're listening to Searching for Service. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops, and it stops. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free, nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota. With 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. And as a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, and we love... Likes, comments... And follows. And follows. And five stars. And five gold stars. (laughs) Really quick, before we dive back in, we were just talking a little bit off, off air here, and... This show is incredible because we just connect stuff together. Like we, we were just talking about three or four different things, and we're we like, did. "Wow, we just solved world hunger and told nobody." <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, truly, no. like we're just like, "Wow, we really have some nice connections." So, mm-hmm. what a great byproduct of this show! And I mean, it makes me really and grateful. Rotary, yeah, and yes. ri- Rotary, and it makes me grateful for the show. So, and the individual that we were speaking. Two about this was Sutton McGraw. So if not you're t- Hutton, not Hutton. <laughs> if you are tuning in for the first time, we have Sutton McGraw, who is a commercial cleaner. She has her own commercial cleaning business, but she's also a Rotarian, and she just had an amazing trip to Guatemala. And so we're going to dive back into that. Yeah, I mean, talk to us a little bit. Was there was there anything that happened that really struck you, like that? You know, I, I think that these these trips can be really powerful. And was there a moment in time that you felt like it really was powerful for you? Yeah, so we um, 
there's been a lot of different phases of our trips because it's been five years that we've gone. And one of the things that we've previously done and worked with is the doctors at the Esquitla Hospital. To give the um, just our listeners an idea of what the hospital, the, I would equivalent that uh, I, I think the hospital we visited is the equivalent of an HCMC, okay? okay. But kind of, you know, it's, it's in this place called um, yeah, Esquitla, which is between Guatemala City and Antigua. And they should have a budget of $220 million. They're running it on $20 million. Yeah. Wow. So you walk into this hospital, and you're just seeing things. Um, and we've helped them with some pediatric stuff in the past. We've also helped them have clean water for the entire hospital. And there was this one boy who is four years old, and he is very malnourished. He has been in the hospital for a month. And he had boiling water spill all over him. And now he has a skin infection. And I looked at the doctor and I said, how, how, how did he get boiling water on him? And they're now investigating because it might have been not a good situation at home. Yeah. And I heard that, a couple of my colleagues heard that, male and female, we all were tearing up. Yeah. And it's those things that you see, and then you know that we've brought down the death rate with the clean water. And you just, just you even being a new mom, and my sister being a new mother, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. if I wanted to cry as many times as I, per, in front of my group, I think my group would have told me to get it together. So I did a lot in my own room. But these children are being born, I think, and they're in remote villages. And you're like, and it's not that it's bad. It's just you just wish the conditions were better. Yeah. And you wish that an HCMC type of hospital had the extra $200 million they need so they're running yeah. in the most efficient way possible. The other um, the other little boy I saw in one of the NICUs, his eyeballs were bulging out a little bit, and I asked the doctor what was going on with that. He was born with water in the brain, mm-hmm. and he's been there for two months because they're waiting for the right thing, the stint, to come so they can drain the water off of his brain. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. I wish we would have known. Yeah. I would have loved to get those things down there for them. So it's just those eye-opening things that touch your heart. And then, you know, as a group, we're all, in our hearts, we're all Rotarians. Yeah. And then we serve together. And again, I just think it brings it back full full process. Yeah. Um, also, um, I found out, and I didn't know this, so for the group, the 5950 group, 5960, our district, there's this club that's relatively new called the... The Global Travelers? Global Travelers, yep. And I didn't know about it, but two people in that group, Connie and Joel Mondry, are in that group, and they joined our group. And they're 80 and 82. (laughs) Connie and Joel just rocked it, and they served with us day in and day out. And um, they actually have a son and daughter who they they, um, help with, and they got to meet them again down there so they left our group for a day to meet them so it's just a really it just brings back to what we're doing on a daily like a weekly basis with our rotary groups and how to get involved the global travelers why i bring that up is because all they do 
is there, they meet on Zoom, but all they do is travel. So if you want to get involved in service things and find out about them, that would be a great place to start, at least look into. Um, And then also I just feel like your club president would know about some of the global things that you might be doing internationally for grants. That's mm-hmm. how that's how I found out about it. So Josh knew about that because it was a grant that he's worked on before, and we continue to, to try to find different things to do there. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That was an incredible, <laughs> incredible story. And it's interesting because, you know, you probably go down there and you're helping – and you're thinking like, all right, rah, 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 we're, we're changing everything. And then you walk into a situation where you're like, it's literally a drop in the bucket compared mm-hmm. to what is needed. And it humbles you immediately of just how much more help is required. So much more. I mean, we couldn't, we, can't, we don't have the capacity to change at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was, when you were telling me that they go year after year, I thought you know, maybe clubs go different places. And it probably makes sense to go back to the same places because whether it's the little things you can learn and do, but you realize not only that you're having an impact, but there's other things and other maybe small things you can do. So I, I was surprised at first when you said, oh, we go back to the same place because I. Maybe it's just I've heard of the stories other places. and Well, yeah. I think when you go to Koban, to the monastery, although that's our starting place, I do think it's different villages that yeah. are getting helped every year. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. the same villages, yeah. but the hospital has a lot of greater needs. Yeah. So I think we try to keep going with that. But I don't mm-hmm. know all the particulars <laughs> yeah, no, of all the grants. Is it the same project every year? So it's the, it's the water filtration buckets? Yeah, so, and we go, just to clarify, it's every other year we're allowed to go back. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. And so, um, yes, but I think there's different things that we're trying to do for different things. Like, there's, there's like, bats in the wing of the hospital, and Lindsay is looking into how to safely remove those bats. So we there might be a different group who go down and do just, like, a bat project for the hospital. There's... Um, for example, the laundry in the Esquintla Hospital is 40 years old. There's like four washer and dryers, and I think right now there's only two working, two washers, two dryers. They do 200 pounds of laundry a day, you guys. I mean, it's just... It just can't yeah, it's sustain just, Yeah, that. it's just like, yeah, <laughs> just it's just can't. like, oh my gosh, there's just a lot to be done, you know? Yeah. It's just eye-opening. Yeah, I if you guys can go... Definitely go. You guys are going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first thought yeah. that popped up, yeah. I'm like, well, it's gonna we'll be give a it a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Strap her on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you kind of touched on it earlier on that you weren't able to go on a trip because of COVID but, and work or maybe you were talking. But um, was it hard to be gone from, obviously, you know, here but work or did it really, was it pretty easy once you got down there because of the impact? I think for me, I just finally am in a place where I have a full-time manager. Yeah. I could take calls, emails, texts, oh, all that. You get full service. I can still, yep. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, when you're in the village, I mean, yeah, you just no, got to put you your have, phone away. But, yeah, you have time. Yeah, but you just, you just make the time. But it was worth it. Yeah. And, yeah, I think you just accommodate for that over time. I just knew, okay, this is important enough. I'm doing this. I just sure. pictured that you're disconnected, so you're... <clears throat> You know, you still have some opportunities because that would be a concern. It's like, why? Well, yeah. You know, as, as you just call your carrier and say, I need the yeah, international plan. Yeah. Oh, sure. And still stay in touch with <laughs> family yeah. and work. Yes. <clears throat> just real quick while we have another minute, just 
What is your takeaway from the project? What was, what, how about this? How about, what was the difference between expectation versus reality? Well, you guys, I thought we literally were going to be digging ditches. <laughs> I thought I was going to be in a field for like 10 hours a day. I don't know where I came up with that. I think someone else came and talked to us about a different water project. So I thought, oh, we're just going to be digging these ditches yeah. and installing stuff. And I think of that too. And, so, so and, and Josh, Josh Pegg is like, sudden. Who said that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's just what I... So really, it was actually a lot easier than I thought. Oh. But at the same time, we were really going from village to village to village yeah. to village. There wasn't a lot of downtime. And it was specifically that way so he could get a lot done. Yeah, mm-hmm. have the most impact. So it was better than <laughs> yeah, you thought. Yeah, it was better, it was better than I thought. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. And remind me, how mu- how long were you down there? Like t- 10, 10 days. The nine, maybe 10 nights, 9 days, something okay. like that. Yeah. Very cool. That's amazing. Yeah. What a great what a great project. And you know, hopefully we can help support you in for that sixth sixth time going down there. Yeah, I wanna go. And uh we got one more segment left, but I'm Joe Kirk. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. And you're listening to Searching for Service. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. The dyna- I almost said the dynamic duo, but I meant the three musketeers. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> the three-legged stool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, we have a wonderful guest by the name of Sutton 
McGraw. I think it sounds like a fancy like actress name. Country singer. Oh, I've literally had people at Home Depot be like, "Are you related to Tim McGraw?" <laughs> <laughs> Look at yes, me. Yes, I do. No. I do Love show me. a resemblance to him, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, Sutton is um, chatting with us about her trip to Guatemala um, through Rotary, and for our last segment, we're gonna kind of wrap things up talking about aspirations. Um, where you vision a trip like that, and um, I'll, yeah. How do you imagine the, the future of the Guatemala trip? Um, well, I definitely want to go back. And, <laughs> um, I really do like the water filter part of it, and I think it's important to keep doing, but there are a lot of other needs. And, as long, and we were gone for a long time. But it, I almost think it could be 14 days. Like, I would like to go visit. We partnered with a couple other, um, the Coban Rotary Group and the Antigua Rotary Group. The, I think also someone from Guatemala City. So we, we partnered with other groups there. And that's actually the other beauty of partnering with Rotary is you're actually connecting with the other Rotarians on the other side, yeah. which is pretty cool. But w- I, we didn't have any time to go to their club, yeah. you know, or meet yeah. their the, the people there. <laughs> And um, so I'd like to do that. And I also would like to do more, if there's something more we can continue to do with the hospital, Mm -hmm. do that. Um, And maybe even educationally even more, especially with women. Mm -hmm. Um, So the women in the hospital who were giving birth, a lot of them are like 13 to 17. And you're kind of wondering what's going on there. And so that's kind of alarming just that's really yeah. young. Um, so, you know, I'm 42 and I've made the decision I don't want children. So I can't even, I mean, at 17, I was like riding my bike with my yeah. friends. I don't yeah. know. Working at like the grocery store in Glen Lake. So yeah. I wasn't ready then. And I don't know. I would like, mm-hmm. it would be really nice to do something uh, educationally too. And maybe even um, how you were talking about how the other gentlemen with Rotary came and talked about the yeah. Uganda project and mm-hmm. sanitation. I think that would be something good yeah. long-term too. I, I love the idea of you doing more for that hospital. It sounds like that that really touched you. So like I would maybe listen to that. And some, some may be coming. It sounds like with the, with the bat wing. I think Lindsay is looking at, um, cause she's really into all that kind of stuff. So she is looking into something like that. And I would definitely go down with her. And I actually would go down on my own to do a little bit more volunteering just with the children's wing. I've talked to the doctors there, and yeah, mm. I'm going to keep that open. Are you getting a very large donation from the Bruce Foundation, Bruce Wayne Foundation oh for the Bat Wing? God. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. Seriously, you guys, this is going to be probably think, my last joke. <laughs> I did think about that, yeah. though, when you said the Bat Wing. Yeah. I was like, Batman? Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm like, mean, who's Bruce Wayne? But now, <laughs> I know, I know, I remember. Okay, thank you for cleaning me up. No, I've seen Batman. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Was would there be, you know, you talk about going back down base with a group and, and maybe younger. If you're gonna go back down there, would you just reach out to the hospital, or how would you? How would you? Or, or would you go through the rotary down there that people that you met, or how would you? 
Well, Sorry. I definitely would go back with our Rotary group yeah. in 2025, I think. Mm -hmm. So, but if I were going to go back myself, I would reach out to the doctors. Yeah. And then there was someone who has helped us the last five years with kind of arrangements. So mm -hmm. I, and his name's Alfonso, and I would definitely contact him. Um, but I also want to, I don't want to just limit myself to Guatemala either. Yeah. There's other countries yeah. also in need doing projects. Um and I know, like, there's one in India that might be coming up. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just think that there's just different – I just think that any time any Rotarian could go on something that you know your club or your district's been a part of, yeah. I think it'll change your life. Well, I mean, you look at even locally here. I mean, the need is endless. And, you know, as we've established on this show <laughs> is that – we have it pretty darn good, and the need is endless. So imagine mm -hmm. in some of these other communities where the, the need is far greater. I mean, I don't think that you're ever going to show – you're ever going to have a lack of opportunities. But something I want to hit on really quick is you talked about the coordination with the other Rotary Clubs within Guatemala. And that that is a key – characteristic of a lot of our projects and the success of them is that there's buy-in locally. Oh, mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think today you can give to a lot of different charities and different organizations. And there's, a, as you just said, a lot of people need help right now. Mm -hmm. But it is really nice to know that you are connecting with the people on the other side. Yeah. You're seeing that. And that makes you feel good that you're on the same page as the person on the other side. Because yeah. if I'm giving $100 or something or $12,000 or something, you just want to make sure it's going to the place yeah. you think it's going to. Sure, right? sure. So and I also think that's unique to Rotary and kind of it puts the whole circle together, mm -hmm. you know, that Rotary is all over the world. Well, and it's it's key, too, that it's sustainable. Like right. I think that a lot of the things that we talk about is our goal is to make sure it's sustainable. You know, it's it feels good to, you know, drop drop some filters and stuff like that. But, you know, you guys should probably be that back there in five to seven years, replace those filters mm -hmm. for yeah. them, you know? Right. And that's that sustainability component. Would you ever consider heading your own, like, oh, trip like drop that? Dropping the gauntlet. Yes. Ooh. I would. That's very cool. Yeah, I would. You've just well, uttered it into the universe. <laughs> what would that look like for you? I don't know. I mean, that hospital, I think if I was going to go there, it would probably be around the hospital and the doctors. They need some help. I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. there's a $200 million gap there. That's crazy. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's incomprehensible to me. Um, but there's so many places in the world that need us, need Rotarians, need our help, need the compassion and the service that we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the what Rotary does a really nice job of is we all have something that's inside of us that re really compels us, mm -hmm. and it really helps you find it and matches you with other people that are like-minded and gets it going. And, you know, for the people that are listening to this is, you know, if there's something that you're passionate about that is not being, you know, addressed currently by Rotary or by your by your clubs is – Make sure that it gets brought up because it's pretty difficult to have something not fit into the seven areas of yeah. seven focuses of Rotary. It's pretty hard. Yeah. So I think that that's a really nice aspirational thing for, you know, Rotary as a whole is to just continue people. Like, I mean, you came on here to talk about the, the Guatemala project specifically around the filters. 
and we went right into the hospital and there was another need and mm-hmm. you know it's just it's really fascinating and how it's just it's, it's so it's so uh, inspirational so thank you for sharing all of that inspirational and like it it pulls at my heartstrings obviously like hearing hearing on the pediatric portion of it and around children like my aspiration before used to be around like dogs and <laughs> making sure that they were like taken care of and now it's like it's dramatically changed right so for 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 individuals it it can just dramatically change and I don't know where I'm going with us right could, now. Could, I was just going to say, you could have fooled me on your chain from dogs. We have three dogs, and oh, trust yeah. me, they're treated like royalty. Well, Sutton, you have some just a minute here. How about some parting words for our listeners? Or their, advice. Or advice. You know, these people are seeking service, and, you know, how, do, how should people get involved? I th- I just I'd encourage you to just get really involved in your club and some of the passions like you said there's something in all of us I mean it could be feed your starving children it could be local community grants if you know a school or other something involved but if you start getting involved in those certain groups and you're really participating it's going to spark something else within you and mm-hmm. if you want to be involved in a service trip just ask what service trips are going on in your district because I I feel a little lucky that we're like we're a very big club and so I feel like we know a lot of those service things that are going on yeah it's people like Josh who are always talking about it so if it's not being talked about just reach out to your club president or whoever is that person for you who would know more because they're gonna want you to get involved that's so good and thank you Sutton for being a wonderful guest As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. Thanks to our guest Sutton. It's time to stop searching. And start serving.